0: Hey everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Watch podcast. So today is a very, very special episode and it is with one of my current clients, Anne. Anne has been with me for a little while now and Anne has a pretty cool story to tell. I think it was her, her 12-year-old or 13-year-old son that has encouraged her to do this and get out of her comfort zone and kind of have a chat and tell her story because I know there's elements of this episode that are going to resonate with everyone I think when people start out on their own journey or they think that their own problems are their own from being a busy working professional busy parent being busy in general and making time for her cultivating time for herself working through relationship with food working through language working through various different things and looking through stories and I think what Anna's kind of spoken about brilliantly and openly and honestly on this episode, I think will really resonate with a lot of you. So before I go into today's episode is to talk about the Female Fat Loss Program that is launching in January, on, starting on January 9th. So what is the Female Fat Loss Program? The Female Fat Loss Program is a program that is designed to educate and help you to get away from the quick fixes and dieting. Yes, it is only six weeks and it's about having realistic realistic expectations in there too. So what do you get? Tailor program with videos that can be done at home or in gym, depending on what you want. Tailored calories that will work for you and try and get you away from that all or nothing approach that will give you a weekly calorie average that will allow you to have your meals out, encourage you to have your meals out and still get to your goal. We also talk about non-scale victories and the importance of those. We also educate you on the elements of around cravings, PMS, how to work training and nutrition around your menstrual cycle at any stage. And we also talk about perimenopause and menopause if that's what stage you are at as well, pre and postnatal endometriosis pcos loads of different elements of it as well we also do weekly check-ins we have a facebook group as well and the interaction that is amazing some people do some people don't it's whatever you look for and then we also look at kind of having the fit the recipes from my fitness pal as well that are my fitness pal friendly recipes which can really really help some people as well for ideas for food it's not a meal plan we're not giving me a meal plan meal plans don't work for most people so that's why i don't do them so if you're interested in working with me on a in the female fat program that starts on the 9th of january 2023 it is 169 for six weeks and we can get you away from that all those silly things that you do in January and will get you towards your goal. So really hope you enjoy this episode and And hopefully I'll we'll see some of you in the Female Fatless program starting on the 9th of January. Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Watch podcast. So something that you seem to enjoy is the client episode. So I'm delighted to welcome Anne onto the podcast to, to, to talk about her journey and uh, one and her mindset changes, and I know. Anne, as we're talking about for about half an hour before it kind of came on, we need to press. Start, we need really to forgot to press record. So that's always a good sign that we have something to say. And kind of like the, the journey is kind of it's an interesting one. I think it's going to be useful for everyone. And it's I haven't done one of these for quite a while. I think I think maybe end of October. I think it was. So I love getting clients on because it's a wait for people to kind of relate and realize that they're kind of the the things with like the stuff for food or anything that they have with themselves isn't their own problems so it, it's more common some of the things that kind of come up and relationship with food mindset all or nothing all that kind of stuff so Anne thank you so much for coming on
1: thank you very much for having me
0: so Anne what's your name where'd you come from there's the basic <laughs> <laughs>
1: um my name is Anne I am originally from Dublin living in Galway for the last 15 years and uh I have two sons, um, twelve and seven, and uh, I think probably what's most important for this chat is I work full time, which is probably about fifty, sometimes fifty-five hours a week, and uh, I um have two very busy children, and I think that probably sums up my life, as sad as it sounds, very quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, like no, because I, I remember I remember our first initial conversation, and it was the the kind of the the kind of implementing a little few changes and kind of like you were very, very busy at work, uh, very successful career, amazing family. and I was making and carving out time for Anne. The training was always some part of routine for you though. So that was kind of an easy element for us. It was making sure that you were taking breaks throughout the day and taking Anne time, which was the thing. So before we kind of go any further and we kind of skipped about 20 steps there, what made you kind of get in touch with myself and that side of things?
1: So I think at the time, um, I I know how to eat healthy, right? I know you need to eat more vegetables. I know the protein is very important. Um, but I felt like I was missing something from from a I don't know knowledge perspective. I had a friend who every so often would question my approach to what I was calling healthy eating and uh, she was also really really successful in terms of changing her body composition and and all of that and so um, it was her that said sign up to one of these she said join Instagram which I hadn't been on so thanks to you Shane I have joined Instagram and
0: sorry um, about that
1: (laughs) <laughs> she goes do you not follow people on instagram like that was something everyone should do yeah, yeah, yeah. She gave a load of names uh, and i contacted about three of them and then um i went to you and it was fundamentally to understand more about what this no-nonsense approach was and also um to see what to see what i was missing because i would have considered myself a reasonably healthy eater before as you say i was training I trained consistently for a long time. That's, yes. that's something that I just love to do. Um, and yeah, just to see what, what those pieces were,
0: I think. What were the bits that were missing for you?
1: So at the time before I joined your program, I thought the pieces that were missing was, and and they were to some degree, I, I felt like I didn't really understand calories. So I had um tried all these uh, other different ways to eat healthily and fundamentally none of them were something I could stick with consistently. So I think that that's where I lost out before. Um, I also she was talking a lot about um, protein and fiber. And again, I, I knew all about eating good fruit and vegetables, but not from the fiber perspective and how much that that can improve how you feel um and then all the different ways that you can get protein in right because um again with some programs i was eating lots of eggs and and wasn't really enjoying eggs or you know i was sticking to the same old same old and i wanted something where i just had a little few more options and a you know different way to look at things i think
0: you mentioned the word kind of healthy has kind of come up a few times. And I know I've asked this a couple of times recently since having a conversation with Simon Hill and I asked him on the podcast, what was his version of eating healthy? What's your definition of it? And I'll, I'll mention Simon's at the end.
1: So my version of eating healthy is colourful foods. That's something that uh, if I'm eating more colour, I feel better. I think uh, now it's around uh, getting protein at every meal and really focusing around how much protein I'm getting, because I think that has been one of my biggest successes in terms of energy and in terms of um, changing a lot of things in terms of how I feel and, and my get up and go every day and, and stuff that I felt was missing at the time of reaching out to. You. And then I think the third big one that I focus on is fiber and getting fiber in as much as possible. And I think those three things are now what I focus on as, um, oh, sorry, there's a fourth because this is a fundamental change, uh, eating regularly throughout the day. Um, One of my biggest flaws was um, because of the work that I do, I'm busier when the US gets online. And so I would have my lunch sometimes quite early in the day and then I might be back to back uh, working until, you know, whatever, six, half six in the evening. And there would have been no place for food in that six hour period. Or And then that I learned through your program led me on then to just running up the stairs into the house and
0: uh,
1: <clears throat> and um, just grabbing something because I was so hungry for you know, having such a long period of time go, so they're the four key things I think that um, are now part of my routine for eating healthy.
0: And have you noticed a difference for those around you and for yourself and your energy levels by eating more regularly?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think when I when I joined, right, I'm forty four. I, as I said, I work long hours. I have a busy family. And I wasn't sure. If, like, I talked to a lot of my friends and a lot of them are just really tired or just this. And and it's a, a. It was a song a lot of my friends were singing and I was singing and I was saying, well, that's just normal. That's just the period that I'm in in my life where you just are tired all the time because you're working and you have kids and that sort of thing. And so the protein and the fiber, I think, were the key changes from the food as- aspect. that. Um, has really changed um my energy my you know my my get up and go so to speak that kind of will to just keep you know before it was like okay it was like a treasury, yeah. but now focusing on that it's it i i feel like i'm much more upbeat um a few weeks ago <laughs> i came back from my holidays a friend of mine in work um asked me to just stop being a little bit Less Will Ferrell from the movie Elf. <laughs> and he took it. He was giving it as an insult, and I took it as a it as compliment. A compliment. <laughs> no, he he was joking. But that's how I felt. You know, I felt. Um, and and I think there's lots of things that have gone into that over the time that I've been working with you. But from a from a food perspective, definitely the protein. I think and the fiber, and then not worrying about the carbohydrate number. Not not even. Whatever that is I, I, I put it into your system but it doesn't it doesn't have the same worry as me trying to reach my other numbers my 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 protein and my fiber
0: I remember at the very beginning because I always encourage people to ask questions if they have them and credit to you you asked an awful lot of questions at the beginning as a way to try and understand it for yourself about kind of like the carbohydrate target about the macros target, what do carbohydrates do, what do fats do, what do protein do, all this kind of thing. And I think that just was a way of kind of reassuring yourself and kind of improving your knowledge. So you had that because you think differently to some people and other people think would like would be thinking like yourself as well, but you just need to be able to process the information to understand why you're doing something and then be able to implement it. That seems to be the way that you are like wired, uh, which is a good thing, I think. Um, yeah, and I
1: think we started off slow, right? So I think from from the fiber perspective, I was kind of just marking any time that I got more than three yeah. portions of veg in. And I started surprising myself when I wasn't getting three portions of veg in because I would have considered my veg intake to be pretty good. But I saw gaps there when I actually had it thought it on paper. And then I listened, and I you'll probably know the podcast, but I don't, but I was listening to one of your podcasts where someone actually gave a number for fiber?
0: Uh, it would have been Megan Rossi, the okay. the, the, the good health and doctor.
1: So after that, I went back to look at how close I was to that number. And I felt like because I had been doing consistently what you would ask for, I then made my own personal decision. Well, I'll try and see how easy it is to get to that number every day. And then by focusing on the fiber, I noticed and the protein, the carbohydrate number, and it still goes up and down. But the carbohydrate yeah. number, I think, consistently came down. Um, when I was focusing on, um, not consistently came down, just you know dropped a little bit of a level, um, because of the other two.
0: Yeah, and I think it was like I think I think it was, I think it was Megan's episode, Dr. Megan Rossi, who's the. Um, it was
1: definitely a lady, but I, I.
0: Good health, doctor. So she has two amazing books yeah and uh in our new book she talks about plant more people should be being more plant-based and plant-based doesn't mean vegan it doesn't mean vegetarian it means introducing more plants into diets the target that megan speaks about is generally for anywhere between 20 to 35 grams of fiber per day now that number may scare people because from what i can see is a lot of people are probably getting a lot less than that and we're and and then they're having issues with digestion My encouragement, rather than aiming for a target for someone who's at the very, very beginning of a journey is just have more veggies and fruit that you're currently having. Because otherwise, if you go from zero grams of fiber a day, which I don't know how that's even possible, uh, I don't think it is possible, to 25 grams, you're going to end up being sore in your stomach. And you could end up being very uncomfortable and be spending a lot of time in the bathroom. So I wouldn't go too mental with your veggies just add in one more type of veggie or fruit into your day and it'll be a lot better rather than aim for a target some people get bogged down in it and i found that with clients that's why i changed the sheet to like are you getting three or four types of veggies in a day or fruit a day um you mentioned right.
1: i couldn't have done that at the beginning i think that
0: no i don't i don't i do pardon the pun i had to go for low-hanging fruit <laughs> i had to get that in there um <laughs> Yeah, I had to get a low hanging fruit because I want, like, it depends where the person's at, but I know the way Anne it's kind of is wired. I was like, right, we need to get small wins quickly to keep Anne entertained. While other people would be like, some people, like it's very rare, I'd say 5 to 10% of clients would be ready to track their fiber straight away. Maybe the ones that have potentially have been like are going for a fitness photo shoot or something, but I don't really work with that type. Of, I only have very very small numbers. It would be mainly parents or John and Mary down the road that I would be dealing with. Um, you mentioned something off air, and this is where I get a little bit awkward. You mentioned something what you what you signed up for was very different to what you got. Can you expand?
1: <laughs> so I think, um, as I said at the beginning, I think I understood the importance of protein and understood the importance of fruit and veg in my diet, and I felt like what was missing for me was um, not really understanding the huge amounts of calories or what way I should be, you know, managing calories, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And I think. Um, what I got was so much more in the sense of um, you questioned every belief and every sentence uh, that I ever said around what was going on for my nutrition in that week. And so what I mean by that is, um, well, first and foremost, you said take things on a weekly basis, not a daily basis. And that was like revolutionary because my sleep, if I didn't get good sleep last night, I'd feel like I had failed for the week. And turning my sleep into what I'm getting over the week versus what I'm getting each night um, meant that I actually planned a lion at the weekend or I planned to, you know, to stay going to bed at the same time on a Friday night. And um, and, and getting up maybe an hour later, um, et cetera, et cetera. And the other thing as well is I get up early in the morning. So I start my day at about quarter past six. And if you count back, I wouldn't have been going to bed um, at that time. So that you spent a good bit of time getting me thinking about that and then steps over the week and how the importance of walking and all of that. And I think at the very, very early stages, I know that if I leave my desk here, I live in the country. I go down to the bottom of the garden. There's a field behind the house and I do one lap of the field and come back to my desk. It's about six or seven minutes. It's not a huge amount of time, but doing that once or twice or just when I finish my lunch or just before I get my lunch um, in the day or in the evening when I'm finished, it's nearly like my commute. Um, And so those steps then added up to more steps at the end of the week. And then with you questioning everything about the way that I was eating and why I was eating that way, led me to really think differently. Um
0: you got an example? Because I think yeah, I, I don't, say that I don't I think want, want that to sound, because I know I want question everything I sound like an interrogator, but yeah, well, I understand what I you're trying to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying exactly what I mean. You were interrogating me,
0: I would say but questioning.
1: It was a good thing. <laughs> uh, I think one good example of it is for me before when the next meal would have meant um, so for example, let's say I have eaten, you know, all of my calories except two for the day. And then, you know, I've had that by three o'clock, and at seven o'clock in the evening, my win that day would have been, okay, I have two calories, how will I spend them? And uh, One of the things that uh, you taught me very early on was just do it consistently. So if you have one meal where you go over, continue just to win the next meal that that day or the next day, which means continue to have protein, your fruits and vegetables, whatever it is that you're having, rather than trying to squeeze it into a number that you think. um, So less about calorie driven and more. About just resetting very fast and resetting before meant kind of either going really light or, you know, um, if I had had a big lunch or whatever, uh, rather than having something that would actually sustain me for the rest of the day. So that's one example. Um, I think I, I had another one there now. Hold on a sec. Um, Oh, it's gone.
0: Sorry. No, you're right. i i i I'll, I'll. If it comes to you, just interrupt me. So, what you said about the resetting, I think a lot of people win the next meal. Some people don't necessarily understand what that means. They think it's like, right, I'm just going to have tomato, lettuce, and a cucumber, as that's the re- that's win the next meal. That's not what I mean by the next meal. Even if you have overeaten the night before. You have to eat the next day. Your body's looking for energy. If you deprive the body of energy, you're going to hit these slumps and that cycle is going to repeat itself. So when the next meal is just going back to having a normal breakfast or a normal lunch or a normal dinner, and I guarantee that will lead you further to where where you say you want to go rather than that whole restrict overeat cycle that a lot of people can't fall into because it's been encouraged to them, unfortunately.
1: And I've remembered the second one. So thanks for that summary. <laughs> the second bit, I think, which is uh, one that is probably is is the the best one that I think I have I've learned is um, I'm just trying to be good. I know I'm eating whatever I'm eating, but I'm just trying to be good. And I remember being in the office for uh, Pride and, you know, they do so many amazing things in our office for Pride. And there was these gorgeous blueberry muffins. And I really enjoyed that blueberry muffin with a few ladies from the office who were like, oh, and I'm trying to be good. And I just knew in my heart that that was never going to be something that I'd say again, that, you know, I, I enjoyed the blueberry muffin. I enjoyed, my, I enjoyed my lunch and I, I think I was going out for dinner to see an aunt of mine I hadn't seen in ages. And and you, you kind of came back with stuff like, great, you're making memories. That's amazing. And so I think whatever it is whatever way the day works just enjoying what it is you're eating and not to be that person thinking i'm trying to be good or or going well now that i've done this i can't do that
0: and i think that reframe mindset might sound so simple to someone but it can land the way it's landed for you of making memories with your auntie or the people you were with at work and i think that's going to be uh, hopefully that's going to land for someone kind of coming up to christmas and there's going to be a christmas episode out on the normal day of recording which is kind of monday so whatever date that is i think it's the 19th of the 12th that that goes out so it's important to understand that like, christmas isn't a time to diet it's time to enjoy family there's the first covid free christmas in like three years being present going to help you a lot more and then just kind of setting a reset date for yourself could help you a lot more around that time and i think the the massive thing the math i remember the 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 first time for me when i knew it had officially landed for you about kind of like that food freedom and trusting yourself because i know that was a scary thing for you about kind of that freedom and like was when you were on holidays was when you were with that kind of like you weren't you weren't controlling what was being cooked you weren't necessarily controlling certain elements or whatever it was but the message that you were sending back after the holiday was like that is I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you elaborate before I run the story
1: (laughs) I think like the holiday for me um was probably a bit of a, a turning point in all of this simply because uh, it was two weeks off, I realized how exhausted I had been up until the holiday. And um, normally a holiday for me is getting in a bit of exercise, going for long walks. That's something that I really enjoy. Um I usually eat pretty well on holidays and in the sense of when I'm in a warm country, I like, again, when, when you're in a, a restaurant or whatever, they usually have some lovely food that they can sh- that they that they serve up. Um, but this holiday, I think, was very different because all I did was sleep and eat. And I think the first time on holidays, I just really enjoyed just sleeping and eating and not ha- having the pressure of, a, not the pressure of a walk, but at that feeling like, OK, I must go for a walk now or I must do this or I must do that. It was just whatever, whatever wherever it took me. So, yes, I did go for some walks, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't a daily thing like it would have been planned. Um, the local shop close to where i was wasn't really serving the types of things that i liked uh, so i found that a bit of a challenge and um yeah i really enjoyed myself and i think i just that i think what was different was actually listened to my body in the sense of it's exhausted it just needs to reset and reset right now means eat good food and um and sleep and do nothing.
0: What's the biggest thing you say you've changed your mind on in relation to the whole thing? Is it anywhere? Is it kind of like is the language around food? Is it allowing yourself to have certain foods? Mm-hmm. Is it around kind of like I know one of the things we're going to be talking about in a second is something ingenious that Anna's created in relation to the the cycle tracker that you created? I think it's genius. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you really like that one. <laughs>
0: really, I think yeah.
1: for me, the biggest, the biggest thing that has changed is, um, I think it's it's less about calories and more about making sure I'm fueling my body, which, um, that. is probably also then a sign that my language has changed, right? So, I I'm more about fueling my body for what it needs for the crazy stuff that goes on week to week uh, versus trying to you know have a plan and 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 put it in place and and then yeah you you mentioned the cycle tracker i think the other thing that i have learned from from doing this program is that you know there is a pattern of energy of my energy depending on what stage of my cycle i'm at and Again, when I hear people talking about this type of thing on uh, podcasts, I just assumed they meant for like day one to five, and that never really impacted me. So I didn't ever think I was impacted by it. Yeah. Um. And then when we, when I mapped it out in terms of you know my energy, my sleep, and the number of calories I had eaten over I don't know was it a four month period or something a five month mm, period. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a data freak. So I really enjoyed kind of spilling over the spreadsheet and saying, oh, wow, I can actually draw a line here and and color in boxes every single, you know, within a day or two yeah. of every single month. Um, and and. Uh, again, that knowledge was just really empowering for me to 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 actually realize that this was happening month on month. And maybe before I would have said, oh, I'm having a bad week this time, but then proactively going, "Okay, I need more this time. Rather than Uh, thinking uh, that, you know, what is wrong with me? I can't stop eating (laughs) and upping my protein in those times and upping my fiber in those times so that I feel better.
0: Yeah, I was asking basically what you needed at that time because we noticed the trend after probably about two or three months realistically it was kind of like well because i get the clients to kind of rate what their mental well-being is as well on the sheet and we noticed that it kind of went down to a certain number when it was normally at kind of like an eight or a nine like your headspace is pretty strong and you work hard on it so it's credit to you for cultivating that and we're going to talk about in a sec but when we noticed that I went down a little bit, like it didn't go down to a one or a two, but we noticed it went down enough that it was impacting you on a daily basis. So it brought up calories. And I was interested what you said there about like, because the textbooks do tell me and they do tell people that it's like week before or a week off is generally where the appetite and mood and all that kind of stuff. But if you listen to what I've said in the podcast previously, it's like every single one of you is unique. That's kind of it could happen for ovulation for some, it could happen day five it could happen whatever it's every single person is unique with the cycle and I think like the, the, it is it's the way Anna's got a colour coded as well it's kind of spells it out in a, a clearer way you can see exactly we know exactly what's going to happen at a certain time now right Anna needs more food here and going to be strong as hell here for the gym as a busy professional and as a, as a busy parent and stuff how did you make time for yourself? Because I know this can be a massive, massive issue for an awful lot of people. And people are always looking for like a kind of a method or a unique way to get get that in. But I think it was a little bit easier for you than where, how, where some people may be. But how did you cultivate that you time for yourself?
1: So I think before I had, joined your podcast I cultivated time for myself the challenge that I had with that was that it was taking from my sleep right so I get up as I say a quarter past six in the morning I tend to spend a little bit of time on my own I work and I do I go to the gym right so I do all of that before the kids wake up and sorry not before they wake up before I meet them because my husband gets them up in the morning And I think before I joined that, I had cultivated that he could get them up in the morning and I could do the me time piece. I think what changed in having the program was I carved out more times for a walk, even just one walk in the week where I was on my own. And like I said, that that seven minute little trip around the field um, or, you know, for someone else to be up and down the road, just gave me fresh air, fresh perspective. If I had a, you know, a challenging day, it was great just to get a bit of fresh air and, and get the steps up. Uh, so that was another really, really simple one. Um, and I think from, from another perspective, I try and once a month or once, well, it's probably once every six or seven weeks, just do something nice for myself. So go for a massage or do something nice like that. Um, but I find when I'm, when I have the sleep going well and the exercise going well, the need for something like that lessens, you know, so it could be a yeah. massage. It could be just going out with a friend. Cause again, I think for me and my friends anyway, that that's one of the things that lapses when you have a lot of work on or kids and, um my my approach has always been because I work so long, hours the weekend is all about the kids, so I've always made it about whatever something to do with family me and my husband make sure Sunday is about the four of us doing something reasonably together, whether that's a walk in the forest or whatever um and Saturday is just I'm a underpaid taxi driver from <laughs> one you know I think everyone can relate well, training from or whatever. From, yeah from one field to another field to another field to another field and trying to figure out when I'm going to get them lunch in between you know one of them needing to be in one place at one time and the other needing to be in the same a different place at the same time so I think for all of that I just decided small was going to be good enough and um, I had great grandiose ideas of what I was going to do when we started I was, you know, going okay, half an hour here, half an hour there, and I just failed at every mark. So now it's like 7 minutes and you can do 7 minutes. <laughs>
0: it's just I don't say you failed. I think it was just I think you realize what's realistic.
1: Yes, yeah. I think uh, and your
0: expectations were too high.
1: It's <laughs> another word for failure. Yes, my expectations. No, it's not
0: failure. Bad. The word for failure is still failure. I wouldn't um, say you failed. I'd say you adjusted.
1: I'm okay with it, by the way. <laughs> I think it's just I changed and adapted and, you know, do my seven minutes now instead.
0: Of, but I think, yeah. like, I think one of the other things that we've spoken about is in relation to the gym and kind of getting out of your head with the gym in relation to feeling that like that was your place that was kind of like almost like a temple place or safe place for you. And then you had the same right to be there as everyone else. How did you kind of work through that or just your mindset around that of kind of like, well, I have to be a certain look like a certain way or be a certain strength or whatever it may be to kind of be able to train.
1: I think, um, I've always enjoyed going to the gym and I've always gone to, since I've been in Galway, the only way that you could really work out was by joining a hotel gym, right? Because, you know, growing up in Dublin, there were gym gyms, but there wasn't really any around where I lived here. So I that was a kind of a, a brand new experience for me where it was kind of less focused on exercise, maybe than the gyms in Dublin or the gyms I was used to in Dublin and i think that um joining a gym that was really focused on weightlifting and um and uh, strengthening was quite a challenge for me because i had always just gone in and gone on the bike or i did a bit of weights but nothing to the ex- you know n- nothing to the extreme of the the gym that i was in um But I found when I went in, everyone was really kind, everyone was a bit of fun, and everyone was uh, just like me. Uh, And I have really enjoyed my journey of moving away from probably more cardio-style workouts to uh, weightlifting.
0: And there's been a massive change in your headspace on that. There's also been a massive change in your body composition itself where you, you can see muscle definition kind of coming through and you can see the consistency is definitely leading you to that um can you tell us about remember when I asked you about to come on to the podcast and who actually swung the decision for you <laughs>
1: um so <laughs> I've been led by my 12 year old son uh who said that, that, that I had to come on <laughs> It was going to be a no thank you i don't think that's the type of thing that i'd be into um until he uh told me all the things that i tell him on a regular basis
0: <laughs> it's not nice to hear it back no,
1: i was like why why did i ever say those things um yes so um, yeah. i often joke with my friends and say you know the one thing that i've become really good at since i was a parent is being a hypocrite because before I was a parent, I had these ideals of how it was all going to be and how my children were going to be, and and again, they proved me wrong every day in the most amazing and lovable ways. But um, my uh, I, when he said those words back to me and said, "No, you have to do this. Like this is this is going to be great, and it's an honor to be asked." All of that, I just went, "Okay." this is one moment where I won't be a hypocrite. practice what I preach
0: I know he's a wise man
1: Ah, uh, he is yeah
0: <laughs> uh, he's a wise man um if you were to give one piece of advice to yourself from where you first started to where you're at now what would it be if you were to look back
1: so there was one thing that I was definitely in denial about and I had heard it again, from another podcaster, and I'm terrible with names, um, who was advertising um, a sleep program and going to bed consistently every night. And I was like, that doesn't work. Like, that just doesn't work. I have small kids. They come in and out to me. And, you know, they do all of these sort of things. And uh, I can't go to bed till they go to bed. And all of that things that I, rules that I've set up for myself, the more I focused on sleep on a weekly basis, rather than a daily basis, I think um, that was a massive uh, game changer for me. Last night, I was really tired. I wasn't feeling very well going to bed. And uh, my little fella came in and said, I'm not feeling well, which for anyone who's a parent that happens every single night right you know one child has got a pain somewhere when it's time for bed and they didn't have it all evening um but just as you're about to go out to school or just when you're about to put them to bed this this serious pain you know it comes and i just picked up my pillow and I walked into his bedroom and just got into the bed beside him and uh my husband came in he came home from work a little bit later and he said uh are you in here i was like Yes, <laughs> I'm here because this is the only way he's going to go to sleep and not annoy me trying to get to sleep. And then I'll be able to go to sleep. Uh, and so, again, I would have been quite no, no, no. You go to bed in your bed and I go to bed in my bed. But last night it was like, no, we're both going to get sleep together. So just really simple things like that, I think. Um, has been there's, like, there's nothing revolutionary, I think now it's sleep, it's. I mean, the gym was always there, so I'm I'm never going to change that. Um, and then the protein and the fiber, I think they're the fundamentals of of what my daily focus is now. Do
0: you think you and people may overcomplicate what needs to be done?
1: I definitely did, yeah. I
0: definitely okay. did. So remember Orla Walsh was on the dietitian, and Orla said nutrition is quite a simple concept like obviously there's ins and outs and how certain things happen in the body, all that kind of stuff you need to know. But she's like, nutrition is quite basic. If you, but whatever way, some people are just wired or mental health, all that kind of stuff. We can and we may overcomplicate it. But it's generally, yeah.
1: It's, yeah, I think, I think it is very simple, but I think when I tell you, again, this was another thing that was revolutionary for me was, and it's only an Excel spreadsheet. I don't mean it's only an Excel spreadsheet. Shane, what you do is amazing. <laughs> but <the laughs> it,
0: is, it is a simple Excel sheet. It's not revolutionary. People have fancy apps. Excel.
1: And, and what I loved about Excel was I could see it over the week. And then I started seeing what you were looking at. So you were saying, but this happens. And I went, when does it happen? And you went, look at this on this page and look at that on that page. And I'm like, oh yeah, now I can see a pattern. And so by um, tracking all of the things that we were tracking, um, again, and come back to the data nerd in me, I really liked to see, actually, this is just, this is normal. Whereas before on that day, I would have said, oh, no, I wasn't doing well today. And on that day, I said I was doing brilliantly. And actually, I wasn't doing well on that day either. Now looking at the numbers in between. Uh, and I'll give you an example of that. There was one day very, very early on. Where uh, I had to go to hospital for a procedure, so I had no I had no yeah. food that day. And I had this lovely salad ready for me when I came home from the hospital because I thought that would be really nurturing. and I. I don't know, I got a little or whatever. And um, when I came home, all I wanted was beans on toast. I was like, oh, that wouldn't really be a good thing to eat. Because in my mind, it was like, well, maybe the beans are high sugar or the the toast maybe. And you just, hi, <laughs> what's wrong with the beans on toast? And now I have beans on toast every morning for my breakfast. So I, you know, I went from this feeling of, okay, well, what would be really good? Okay, what would be really good is that salad with that chicken and it's all very plain and i thought coming out of the hospital i'd want you know after fasting for the 24 hours that i'd want something plain but actually what i needed and what i should have just eaten was the carbohydrates because that's actually what my body needed because of the energy And um, and so seeing all of those things down where i was like okay well on this day, was a low number of calories, so that's good. And you looking at me going, no, that's not good. That's not fueling you. And then another day where I thought I had lots of calories and you go, but look at what you've done here and here. Like, that's a good day because this has happened and that has happened. So uh, by by reviewing lots of different numbers, it gave a, a much better picture than I think any of the apps does.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I remember when with the beans thing, I remember kind of a slight little chuckle to myself about the beans
1: be for me, to be honest.
0: But I remember because I, I had Daniel Davion, who used to be the Dublin and Leinster nutritionist. And he was talking about like a post work post kind of like a late night training, a post training meal for like the GAA lads. Mm-hmm. And he's like simple beans, toast, a load of cheese. You're getting your carbs, you're getting your protein, you're getting your fiber, you're getting your fats in. And that's something so simple probably just what you need especially a little bit of a comfort like that obviously remind that it could be or may not be like ingrained in you from childhood if that was what given to you when you were sick and kind of got you a little bit of comfort for yourself and that could have been something i don't know um but looking at the sheets and working through that detail and filling that in as, as often as you did It was kind of looking for, when you were kind of a little bit lower, it was kind of like, right, I need to pick Anne up here and look for smaller wins to try and pick her up. And there was days where you would be a little bit harder on yourself. I need to pick you up. And there'll be days where we were kind of looking at little subtle changes. Because I know the way you kind of think about things is, right, small little wins along the way will get me to where I want to go. And it was small little wins that led to small little changes, which leads to where you have been now. But too many people want to skip all that kind of mundane crap and just be, I don't know, six-pack Pete or Big Booty Betty. Um, and don't do, I don't know why Big big Booty Betty came Shh. into my head there. Okay. Never said that sentence. Poor Betty. Um, <laughs> her back is banjaxed. Uh, so, yeah. So I think the small, so, like no, as you said, like, we haven't done anything overly spectacular. But it's brought spectacular consistency in.
1: And back to the integrate in the interrogation, I think it's questioning okay. everything. We're just going to call it what it is, Shane. That's just questioning everything is a
0: hard way to say
1: it. Uh, sorry, questioning everything. No, but genuinely, that was really good because why are you doing that, Anne? Why do you think that's that, Anne? Why? Where did that come from, Anne? And making me think really um, deep about uh, things when, as you say rightly, it's just really simple um focus on your energy focus on what's going to fuel you and enjoy it
0: yeah so it's making you think about things a little bit more because i i do think a lot of stories kind of protect us and direct us and all these kind of things it's it's the biggest thing i can see with when when the stories drop changes happen because they are they just protect us from something from actually not doing something or from doing something another way so yeah um I know we're tight for time, man. So I just want to say a massive thank you for one, putting your faith in me and two for getting your son to get you to come on to the podcast. I he hope.
1: You can thank six pack Pete because that's his name. Six, uh. six pack, yeah.
0: <laughs> Be worried if his name was big booty, buddy. <laughs> um, say so yeah, thank you for, for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. And I really do hope, and I know some, I know someone's going to listen to this and relate to it and say, right, that is me. From either the the mindset, the weekly average element to it, to the tracking thing, to the cycle, to being a parent from the gym um, element. There's, there's so much in there. And it might sound kind of like it could seem kind of minute and there's nothing spectacular in there. But we went small at the beginning and that built up. It's like brick by brick, like building a house, and that's what happens now.
1: Yeah, good foundations.
0: Yeah, Um, so thank you so much for coming on, Anne. Thank you very much. Thank you so much to Anne for coming on and sharing her journey and throwing me under the bus there a little bit. So thank you so much for that story. And I really do hope someone has resonated with that. If that is you and you want to improve your relationship with food, get away from that yo-yo dieting and get the results that you've never had before and feel more comfortable in yourself, click on the links below in either the one-to-one coaching or you can click on the links for the Female Fat Programme. If you are interested in that, please do. Uh, for anyone that has shared an episode of the podcast, for listening to an episode of the podcast in 2022 or ever, thank you so much for your amazing support. And I wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. And I will see you again in the new year.